The Saints, we marching in this year. We hit a win. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Baby boy, the prince. The trend of the bears can't stop us this year. <laughs> we undefeated again. This is the way we What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of our brand new podcast, Big Easy Bets. With me in the studio is my co-host, Nick Von Brick. Who that boy? What that boy? On today's episode, we're talking NFL futures, such as division winners, Super Bowl odds, and the over-under win totals. And for all you fight fans out there, we're going to be talking about UFC 241. We got a few fights on that card that we're interested in. So, I got thrown right into the fire when it comes to betting on sports. As soon as I turned 21, we put $600 on the Saints at 60-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That was two years ago. So if you know anything about football, if you've paid attention even a little bit, then I'm sure you heard about the Minnesota Miracle. That's all, all I need to say. So go ahead and tell the people about yourself, Nick. Yeah, I've been watching football my whole life. I've been watching football since Jeff Blake was the quarterback at the Saints. I got a Ph.D. in gambling. I went to school for architecture. I got a lot of student debts, and I'm looking to pay them off making big, easy bets. There you have it. Big, easy bets. That's what we're going to be handing out for all of y'all. So we'll dive right into it. We're going to start with uh, division winners. So we'll go, we'll go division by division. So we can start with the AFC East, but there's really, there's really not much point, if you ask me. I think the Patriots have got it locked up. You've got to bet $500 to win $100. So I know. Yeah, biggest favorites for the division and all of uh, pro football. So you like the Jets a little bit, though, right? Yeah, I do. I like the Jets. I think they can um, possibly make the playoffs in a wild card spot. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the division is weak. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I, Jets are 8-1 to one to win the division. So, I mean, there's no point in betting that, in my opinion. I think the Patriots got it locked up. There's a reason they're, they're minus 500 to win the division. There's, I would, I, if it was me, I'm staying away from that. I'm not going anywhere near Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. Tom Brady's throwing passes to, like, seven or eight different of himself. So, I mean, if that's happening, the and Jets yank- ain't winning the division. And he's yanking his daughter off of cliffs, fucking cliff diving yeah. into, the, into the river below. So, all right, well, then let's go to the AFC North because I think we have uh, conflicting opinions here. I love the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to be really good this year. Ravens are 3-1 to one to win the division. Browns are 5-4. to four. Then you got Steelers at 9-5. to five. Not even going to talk about the Bengals. I'm taking the Ravens there. I think the Ravens got Mark Ingram at running back, so they got an established runner, who, which I liked Alex Collins. He ran hard, but I think Mark Ingram's just a better running back. They got Hollywood out at receiver, so they got a deep threat. And that defense, I mean, but you put Earl Thomas there back at safety. I know they lost Terrell Suggs, but Terrell Suggs was old as dirt anyway. I like I like the Ravens there. What about you? Uh, considering all things um – this is probably one of the hardest divisions to pick, in my opinion, because I feel like every team in this division is um, not quite there in terms of quarterback play and uh, just total team all yeah. around. No, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. I I don't believe in Lamar Jackson yet. I do believe that he's going to give defenses fits, but, I mean, even in the first preseason game, he was missing some pretty – 
pretty routine passes. Yeah, Lamar Jackson was last in the league in yards per game last year with like 154 yards per game passing. So yeah, he, um, he's definitely going to be the He's definitely got to pick that up if they want a chance to win a division. I think. I think the Steelers' days are over in that division. Uh, no, yeah. I, I, I don't believe in Roethlisberger whatsoever. I think Roethlisberger is on his way out the door. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, let's go to the AFC South then. So, who you got winning that division? Um. Yeah, you know, Andrew uh, Andrew Luck, he's got a calf injury. They say he might not be ready for the uh, beginning of the season. The 10-man. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm with you on that one. I'm not going to lie. I – I love the Jaguars. I think Nick Foles has now – he's got the run game. He's got capable receivers, and he's got a solid defense. I don't know what more he can ask yeah, for. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries on that entire team last year. If they stay injury-free, they'll be back I think, as one of the best teams in the league again. If Leonard Fournette can stay healthy, I think he's going to have a – I think he's primed for yeah, a big if, year. If Fournette stays healthy, I believe that he'll um, lead the league in rushing yards. That's something that I wanted to get into later. Uh, and uh, that's – when I looked that up, that'll pay twenty to one. Yep, that's what I got. Lead, yep, prop bets for uh, Fournette to lead the NFL in rushing yards, twenty to one. I, I put that one down. I think that's a good bet. I do. I think he's primed for a big year. So, Colts are minus one forty to win the division. So obviously, you got to bet one hundred and forty dollars to win a hundred. Well, you got the Jags sitting there at nine to two. So I like that. I like that pick. I'm taking yeah, the you Jags got, to win the South. You got a strong defense, a very good running back. You got Nick Foles who's a Super Bowl MVP, and you got um, DJ Chark and D.D. Westbrook at wide receiver. They are yep. blazing fast, talking four three forties. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Capable wide receivers, a solid run game, and a good defense. That I mean, this will be the test for Foles because everybody wants to give him shit about what happened with Jeff Fisher in St. Louis, but this is yeah, his chance. Yeah, I think the Eagles made a mistake. but I do. I do, too. I agree. All right, let's go to the AFC West. So, obviously, the betting favorite are the Chiefs at minus 170, followed by the Chargers at plus 190. And then you got the Broncos and the Raiders, who nobody gives a shit about, at 14-1 to for the Broncos and 12-1 to for the Raiders, which the Raiders, Hard Knocks does this every year. They're going to make you think they're going to be better than they are, but they're not. Antonio Brown can't even decide on a goddamn helmet. His kids think he's still in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm staying as far away from. I don't believe in Derek Carr, at all. I, I think he had one. Yeah. He had one good year, and that was about it. We'll see what uh, Gruden can do if the, he can get out the old Gruden playbook. But. So, the Chargers at plus one ninety. All that shit with Melvin Gordon. I, I'm staying away from the Chargers. Their their star running back doesn't want to play for him because they don't want to pay him. The Chiefs are the pick there. I, I don't know that it's a a good value pick. I think the Chargers will be good, but I do think the Chiefs are going to win the division. Yeah, Rivers Rivers used to be underrated. I'm going to tell you right now, he's now overrated. Yeah, I'd agree. They have – I don't think Rivers is all that good. I think he lacks a lot of arm strength, but that's me. Yeah, they had him as a favorite over Drew Brees to win the MVP. Yeah, at one point they did. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. All right, so let's keep it moving. We'll go to the NFC East. So this is a division that you've got some interest in. So you like the Redskins, is that correct? Uh, I don't know. Big question mark at quarterback. Um, yeah, I wouldn't place a bet in this division either, to be honest, because <laughs> yeah, the Eagles are 
they should be the favorites, but uh, you know Dallas has got a really good defense. But I'll tell you what, in regards to the Giants, Daniel Jones looked pretty good in that preseason game. I think it's only a matter of time before Eli gets gets the boot. He gets sat down. They're going to put Daniel Jones in and start preparing for the future. That's just me. I don't know. I don't think Eli finishes the season as the starter. I don't. So you got the Cowboys at three to two. You got the Eagles as the betting favorite at minus one ten. And you got the Redskins at seven to one, Giants at thirteen to one. So I don't know what the Redskins I mean, are doing. Seven to one, dude. Um it depends on how well their defense can be. Um Darius Geis, if he's healthy, he'll be a very good running back. He can be a top ten I running back that. in the league. I agree. Um, Darius Geis reminds me a lot of Barry Sanders mixed with a bit of uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, okay. His ability to break tackles is second to none. Um, If they can figure out the quarterback position to where they can just have a guy that comes in and manages the game, then... Like Kirk Cousins? Yeah, or even um, Keenum was a decent quarterback in Minnesota. Actually... I wouldn't even say Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is that guy who's going to light it up with uh, – he's going to put up the numbers, but he can't win you the game. I guess I guess I would say Alex Smith, but he was too busy getting his legs snapped last year. So, Yeah, Alex Smith. <laughs> so, for this division, I took the Cowboys. Uh, if Zeke gets a deal, I don't know what, the, what they're doing. Pay the guy. He's more important to the team than Dak is. Yeah, uh, Zeke's the best running back in the league. Downhill runner. He's a hard guy to tackle takes more than two to get them down so i took i took the cowboys here at three to two odds if zeke gets a deal if they don't sign zeke then i'm staying away from this division altogether because it's only a matter of time before Wentz tears his acl again because he's a walking injury so we'll move on to the nfc north so you've got the bears at nine to five you got the packers and the vikings at two to one and then you've got the lions at ten to one i think the bears win this division easily I don't, yeah, I like the Bears. I don't think the Vikings are going to do anything. I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. He'll put up the numbers, but he's not going to win you any games. He's not going to win you the big ones, at least. The Lions are going to be dog shit, and the Packers. I still think Aaron Rodgers is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. I mean, I, he's good. He's very, very good. Don't get me wrong, but I think he gets a, he's a little overhyped. Rodgers was nowhere to be found last year. Yeah, so... Uh, are we in agreement here? Bears nine to five would be the pick, but on, I, I would still just value wise, I still wouldn't even do it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would stay away from picking in this division as well, just because the Vikings are still, in my opinion, a decent team, and if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, which is a big if, um, they could be a good team. I think. Yeah. So let's move to the NFC South, which is obviously our favorite division we are strongest division in football yep we are unapologetic diehard new orleans saints fans so with that being said saints obviously lead the division at minus 190 followed by the panthers at 13 to 2 the falcons at 3 to 1 and the bucks at 12 to 1 obviously the saints win in this division so you value pick you could pick the panthers if you want at 13 to 2 in my opinion i know you you like the panthers correct yeah, I like the Panthers a lot. Um, if the Saints don't win d- this division, I think it's going to be the Panthers. The um, all the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers all can make the playoffs this year. Uh, it happened two years ago. 
Yeah. Um, the yeah, Falcons I had agree. a lot of injuries last year. That's what kept them out of the playoffs. Same with the Panthers. Um, Cam Newton, they say his shoulder's 100% now. He's ready to go. Uh, maybe he can hit the broad, broad side of a barn this year. Yeah, maybe he'll complete uh, more than 50% of his passes. We all know who Christian McCaffrey is yep. at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, are you – you think the Saints are going to win the division, but you feel like the Panthers are a good value pick there? Yeah, I'm betting on the Panthers to win this division. Are you? Yeah. Really? You're not taking the 13 hometown to team? 13-2. I'll put some money on it. Okay. There you go. Well, I'm not because the Saints are going to win that division and then march on march on to the Super Bowl. But, uh, okay, let's go to the NFC West. So, obviously, the Rams are the favorite in this division at minus 160. You've got the Seahawks at 7-2. to You've got the Niners at plus three twenty-five, and then you have the Cardinals at twenty-five to one. Obviously, they're not—they're uh, not buying the Kyler Murray hype there. So, I'll start with this. I think the Rams are going to have a down year. I really do. I think that they are. I don't—I don't think they. I don't know. I don't want to say I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think they are going to have a they're going to struggle this year. Who knows what's going on with Todd Gurley's knee? They're talking about arthritis in a surgically repaired knee. That's never a good sign. Yeah, knee injuries are a problem. So Yeah, that's true. Knee injuries are a problem. Big problem for running backs. <laughs> so, I like the Seahawks here. I honestly I love Russell Wilson. I like the Seahawks. Um you also got to watch out for the 49ers if Garoppolo can mm come back from that injury and perform the way that he did um, towards the end of two seasons ago when he went 5-0 and as a starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. I liked the 49ers last year for a sleeper for the Super Bowl. This year I'm not so sure because obviously the injury, um, they got speed at wide receiver. Marquise Goodwin yep. won the uh, what is it that? fastest man in the NFL or Four, something what was like it that. forty the forty yard dash competition? Camara out Dante Jackson. Camara got out first round to yeah. uh, Robbie Anderson. Not uh, not really representing for the hometown team there. Yeah, Camara. So, so you like the Niners to win the division? Um, what's the odds? Plus three twenty five. No. No. So you got Rams minus one sixty and Seahawks at seven and two. And the uh, so the the 49ers are ahead of the Seahawks. Yes. yes. Yeah, I would. Uh, I think the Seahawks can win the division, but I mean the Rams are still the Rams. But um, I hope they lose every game. Yeah, I hope they. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave it there. I hope they lose every game, nothing more. So let's uh let's rewind then. So. For value picks, I think the best picks, in my opinion, to bet on to win the division would be the Ravens at three to one, the Jaguars at nine to two, and the Seahawks at seven to two. All the other ones, it's not it's not worth it's not worth the risk, in my opinion. But that's just me. So who are who are yours that you feel? I like got you? two. I got the Panthers at thirteen to two mm-hmm. in the NFC South, and I got the Jaguars at nine to two in the AFC South. There you go. So, yeah, we're in agreement in the AFC South. All right, so let's move on to odds to win the Super Bowl. So I was looking at it, and they have the Cleveland Browns at 12-1. to 1. I think that is a joke. That's a joke. Yeah, a lot of people like the Browns, you know. They see that 
on paper they look really good. I'm going to tell you something. Football, out of all the sports, major American sports, is the um, the one that it takes a team to win games and win, win championships. Um, I think the Browns are a couple years away, in my opinion, from from being able to compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they're on their way, definitely. But 12-1, to 1, I mean, when you're betting on a team to win the Super Bowl, you're looking for that value pick. If at 12-1, to 1, I, I don't feel like they have a 12-1 to 1 shot to win the Super Bowl. I'm looking at it needs to be 30-1 to 1 to 35-1 to 1, at least, in my opinion, for me to want to bet on them. At least. Yeah, it's, it's, it's because... Um, Two years ago, they had the Saints open at 80-1, to 1, and yeah. the Browns are 12-1? to 1? It's because how good they look on paper. They no, got, I, I think they got a, a young um, defense that is going to be very good, I think. Um, no, yeah, I think, I think Miles Garrett is primed for a big year. I think Denzel Ward is going to – I mean, he's – I don't know, he might hit that sophomore slump kind of like Marshawn Lattimore did, but, I mean, he had a good rookie year. If he can stay healthy, I think he's going to have a decent year. Uh, I like the linebackers. Schobert's a good linebacker. I like Christian Kirksey. I mean, he's fast, covers all all sides of the field. So – all sides of the field, both sides of the field. So I would stay away from the Browns if it's the last thing I ever did. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on the Browns to win the Super Bowl. Like I said before, um, I think there's going to be some issues meshing the team chemistry together. I mean, there's a lot of guys on this team with big egos. You know, who's going to be that alpha? Who's going to be that alpha is the question, and I don't think they got that settled yet. So we'll see how that goes. With that being said, though, in regards to fantasy football, I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a fucking incredible year. I think it's impossible for him to not put up Mahomes-type numbers. Yeah, he's got the best weapons on on his side in football with uh, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb. You got David Njoku. I mean, you got Kareem Hunt as the backup right. running back after the eighth week. I mean, we you could play quarterback for that team at this point. It, I mean, yeah, I come could on. complete about fifty five percent, maybe <laughs> throw fourteen <laughs> touchdowns, sixteen interceptions. There you go. That's not bad. So, it's all right, Kibo numbers. Yeah, no, that's true. You, then you go try to play minor league baseball. Um, so, for picks to win the Super Bowl, then my number one pick value pick is the Jaguars at forty to one. Yeah, I even got them at fifty to one on. Um, yeah, if you can find my bookie, fifty to one, I'm all over it. Forty to one, I'm all over it. I think this is this is Foles' chance to show everybody what he can do. With, I mean, he was with he took over the starting role with the Eagles, led them to the Super Bowl, won the MVP. I mean, come on, what more can you ask for? Now he's got, like I said, the running game, capable receivers, a good defense. He can't ask for much more. This is his chance. So, other than the Jaguars, I like the Seahawks at 30-1. to 1. Don't love them, but I like them. I think it's hard for me to bet against Russell Wilson. It really is. That guy is just a gamer. He wins games. Yep. I, I, I've always been a big Russell Wilson guy. It's hard for me to not bet with him. So, then that leads me to the Saints at plus 850. I bet on the Saints the last two years. We've had the Minnesota Miracle followed by the infamous no call but i would i'm still gonna bet on them plus 850 yeah the saints in my opinion are going to win the super bowl even if they make the playoffs in a wild card spot um i just think they're due you know i mean at what point does it become fate and what at what point is it just 
we've been through so much shit these last two years. Everybody wants to talk about, well, I was, I was around for those losing seasons and all those, oh, since 67, we were terrible, this and that. Like, Personally, I think the best player in the league is Drew Brees. Um, the best non-quarterback is uh, Alvin Kamara in the entire league. And behind him is Mike Thomas, so I mean. Yep. Mike Thomas is the best receiver in the league. No doubt. I I just think we don't get the credit. We're not the fan favorite. What they did with that no call, everybody wants to talk about that being, oh, he missed that call. That was not a missed call. That was an intentional swallow of the whistle. They were told to stick to an agenda. I don't care what anybody says. There's no way that you can humanly make that error. It's not. It's not humanly possible to miss that call. I was in the dome for that game. I was on the opposite side of the dome, farthest away from the play that you could just about be. And I saw it immediately. I threw my hands up in the air and I said, oh my God, we are going to the Super Bowl. And then you wait for the flag and it doesn't come. And then they're trying to give these explanations on, oh, it's a judgment call, this and that. It, it, it happens. No. Yep. No. I was one of That's the 70, 75,000 people in the Superdome when it happened. Um, That's bullshit. It's it, a disgrace. Um, even all the... All the publicity around the rule change. I've argued this from the very beginning that the rule change is unnecessary because this, I could see, I said at the very top, there's no one behind me and I could see it from there. Yep. No, it's that. And in regards to the rule change, I don't think I'm going to like the rule change. No, it's going to change the game. It's going to slow it down. Yep. I've yep. been opposed to the rule change from the very beginning and I've always argued. You just make the right fucking call. The call regardless of instant replay should have been made every time a yeah. hundred million out of a hundred million that call has to be made every time there's no there just just i mean we've talked about this off the air obviously this was something where they looked at the city of new orleans as it's okay we can screw them over because they are so passionate about their team that no matter what we do they're going to still come to the games we got to get these people out in la to rally around their team and say so if we can push, get the Rams to the Super Bowl, then that's going to gain interest and we're going to sell tickets in that new stadium. But that's so backwards to go about it. You're going to screw over the people that have been loyal to the team and have always supported the team. Yeah, they jerry-rigged that shit. Yep. It's it's bullshit. Roger Goodell needs – I, I want to hear his deposition. I don't like that the Saints are now saying that they're siding with the NFL and they hope that the uh, yeah. Supreme Court throws that out. Look, I'm going to put it to you this way. Roger Goodell – I really think he's a poor commissioner because I don't think he likes his life very much. I don't think he likes his wife. In my opinion, I think his wife's scooter's out of gas, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, he's got a, he's got a private jet for life, so I think he's doing okay. Look, I could make a— um, You ever heard the saying, you ever heard the saying uh, money, money doesn't buy happiness, but it buys a jet ski? Have you ever yeah. seen anybody on a jet ski look unhappy? He just seems like an unhappy individual, uh, someone who's not very good at his job, obviously. Yeah, no, I think it was a— uh, And a big part of it to me is his wife, because she doesn't <laughs> look happy either. And In my opinion, she resembles a transvestite, but um, okay. I could probably form an argument with more evidence, with equally or just as much evidence, that Roger Goodell is a uh, Roger Goodell's wife is a transvestite, <laughs> than as much evidence that the uh, NFL provided against the Saints with the Bounty Gate case. <laughs> All right. Well, 
we'll let you go ahead and start compiling that evidence so we can make so that So y'all argument. make sure y'all post on Twitter about um, Roger Goodell. <laughs> y'all let them know how y'all feel. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. We are a big advocate for the Roger Goodell clown shirts. I wear it as, as much as I possibly can. So, all right. We'll get back on track here. We are going to move now to the over-under win total. So, first one I have is Saints at 10.5 wins. I'm, I'm taking the over there. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, I mean, 10 and a half. What did we have last season? What did we go, 12 and 4, 11 and 5 the year before, or was it flip-flopped? Um, I believe we, we got more than 10 the last two years, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure. I know I should we should have came correct there. but uh, I know 11 wins is going to be tough because we start out the season with a very tough schedule. But then it evens out, I feel like. It, it kind of mellows out into a pretty semi-easy schedule. The division's schedule. tough, in my opinion, as well. I mean, you could look at splitting games with the Panthers and also the Falcons, I yeah. think. And the Bucks, man, Bruce Arians, you never know. No, yeah, Bruce Arians is a good coach for sure. I think he's going to make Tampa better. But until they get rid of Jameis Winston, they're not going to be shit. I don't believe in Jameis. Ever since Jameis was eating the W, that uh, he, he ate his career away. That, that, was, that ship has sailed. So, all right. Then you got the Ravens at 8.5. I'm taking the over there. I like the Ravens. I told you I'm big on the Ravens. I think they could win nine games. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> that's your pick. Okay. Well, then I got an even better one for you. Jaguars. Seven and a half wins. Yeah, I got the Panthers with seven and a half wins going with the over, and also the Jaguars with seven and a half wins going with the over on both of those. Okay, so we're in agreement with the Jaguars. I don't know about the Panthers. I don't. I don't. I mean, look, three. Um, what's it been? Three of the last five years, the Panthers have made the playoffs. One of those years, they went fifteen and one, <laughs> made it to the Super Bowl, happened to lose because of. Uh, in my opinion, they lost because of lack of Effort. talent at the wide receiver position. They had Kelvin Cam Benjamin. Newton carried that team. They had Kelvin Benjamin. He was injured. No, I know. He sucks anyway. I'm just And kidding. he was injured for that Super Bowl. No, I know. He's easy. So, um, All right. So, okay, so you got Panthers and Jaguars. We're in agreement with the Jaguars. So, so under. Well, they okay, before we go to the under, they got Browns at nine wins, I think. I could see them. I don't know. I'm staying away from that. I'm staying away from that. Yeah, I'm not betting the Browns. Another one I like is the Titans. Eight wins. I'm going with under Me eight too. wins for the Me Titans. Me too. I got that one. Circle. I think Mariota is a joke. Yeah, I think they could. Um, they're in the AFC South. I think they could. Uh, Mariota's no doubt the worst quarterback in that division. Yep. I think they'll definitely be. Yeah, you want to talk about a good division? I mean, the AFC South, you got the Colts, Jaguars, and the Texans. That's a pretty good division right there. Yeah, I think they're in a tough division. It's going to be tough for them to get eight wins, in my opinion. They finished six and 10, seven and nine at best. Yeah, no, I agree. And then I've got the Raiders at six wins. I'm taking the under there. I think, I think Hard Knocks does this every year. They show you, they show you all the good plays, they make you think they're looking better than they really are. Antonio Brown is out there torching the defensive backs. And don't get me wrong, I know what Antonio Brown can do, but those defensive backs are not very good. I, I, I take the under there. I don't I don't think I don't think they're winning more than six games. Yeah, the Raiders were a piss poor team last year. And they had Amari Cooper for the first half of the season, yep. um, who was getting like two catches a game for maybe uh fifteen yards. So And uh, look what he's doing in Dallas now. So what does right, that tell you about Derek Carr? Up. What does that I tell mean, you about Derek, Derek Carr, 
I don't know what was up with John Gruden last year calling plays because he ran a lot of questionable plays. They weren't getting a ball to Cooper. I had him on my fantasy team in one league, and that pissed me off. <laughs> Understandably. All right, so we've got obviously Saints 10.5 taking the over, Ravens 8.5. I'm taking the over there. You said Panthers and Jaguars at 7.5. You're taking the over. I'm in agreement with you with the Jags. Then we got Titans under eight, and then Raiders under six. Also, Lions at six and a half. I'm taking the under. The Lions are terrible. And they're in a tough division. Yep. Um, yeah. Matt Stafford, I mean, he's decent. That's about it. I don't know. if They, they had issues with the offensive line last year. I like, I like they Galladay. They weren't able to run the football very good. I do like Galladay. I think he's going to be a good receiver in the league. But, I mean, they've always got the – and who who's the running back? on Johnson? Yeah. I do like him. I, they finally have a consistent running back so they can stop fucking rotating in Amir, Amir Abdullah and uh, Theo Riddick and whoever yeah, else. They got all the scat gone. backs. So they have an every down back just about. So I do think that's better. But with that being said, I think they're on. They're, they're six wins. They're a six-win team. I think I see them going six and ten. So that pretty much covers it with uh, division winners, Super Bowl odds, and over-under win totals. So let's move on now to the upcoming UFC fight, UFC 241. Let's do the um, MVP. Do you have any? Oh, I do not. I'll talk about the MVP. All right, go ahead. um, Go ahead. In terms of the MVP, you got Mahomes. He's leading out of all the um, players, 4-1. to I like Drew Brees at 7-1. to I think this is the year he finally gets his MVP. You know, it's... It's sad to think that um should have had it last year. Well, eh, I can't even say that. Mahomes. I would have voted for him, but I'd have voted for him too, but that's cuz I'm a homer. I vote for Drew Brees every year. <laughs> Simple as that. Um I mean, Mahomes comes in in his first actual season and throws for over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. That's pretty fucking incredible. So, of course. It's crazy to think that um Matt Ryan and Cam Newton have MVP trophies, but Drew Brees doesn't. I know Matt Two Ryan. quarterbacks in his own division have MVP MVP trophies over him. Matt Ryan is an MVP of the NFL. That's a goddamn joke. He shit himself in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is a goddamn. Or maybe joke. that was against the Saints. Anyway, so give me give me your best value pick for MVP of the league. With all that being said, still I think um, Cam Newton. He's forty to one. Some places he's fifty to one. In other places, this is a man who won the MVP before, and they have him with these type of odds. I think that's a good value pick out of all the non-quarterbacks. Alvin Kamara is, has uh, the highest odds with 33 to 1. Like but that. out of the last 15 years, only um, 12 winners have been quarterbacks. Only three winners have been running backs with Sean Alexander in 2005, LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006, and in 2012, Adrian Peterson won the MVP. Hmm. Brick coming with the stats for y'all. Um, a wide receiver has never won the MVP. That's why you're going to see um, big payouts for that. Since 1980, only three wide receivers have even received a vote for MVP, that being Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and Sterling Sharp. So if Mac- Jerry Rice or Randy Moss can't win the MVP, none of these wide receivers in the NFL right now can. Megatron never got a vote? Not even one? Nope, and I'm surprised because he broke 2,000 yards one season. That's ridiculous. Not even one vote? 
Nope. Since 1980, only three wide receivers have received a vote. All right. Well, there you go with the uh, MVP odds. So, as I was trying to say before, moving on to UFC 241, we're going to try to speed this up for you guys to keep it short and sweet. Um, obviously, the main event, Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic. Cormier, obviously the favorite. This is a rematch. So, Cormier at minus 145 versus Miocic at plus 115. I like Miocic here. I do. Um, Stipe, I think he comes out with a different game plan than he did before. I think he tries to stay on the outside a little bit more than he did in that first fight. But Cormier is very good at slipping punches. He's very good at getting inside. He could try to take this fight to the ground like he did in the first one, but he was unsuccessful. He ended up getting the knockout standing up. Yep. But um, you're going with Stipe. I still like Cormier in this one. I think they're trying to set up the John Jones trilogy at yeah. heavyweight. Yeah, no, I agree. So I do think that's what they're trying to do. Uh, but I, I think Miocic is going to win this fight. I'll give you reasons why. So going into that last fight against Cormier, he was on a six-fight win streak with wins against Francis Naganu, one of the hardest-hitting guys in the division, Junior Dos Santos, which was one of his losses prior, so he avenged a loss against Dos Santos, Alistair Overeem, another guy who just throws bombs. You got Fabricio Verdum, Andre Orlovsky, and Mark Hunt. All of these guys are pretty solid fighters, every single one of them. On a, that's a solid six-fight win streak, and that's defending. That's title defenses. So I think he came into the first fight against Cormier. I think he took him for granted. I didn't think that he respected well, his it abilities. Was a, in my, it was a close fight, and before he was knocked out that first round, Stipe come out, and he was hitting him with combinations, yep. and it looked like he was going to take the first round. Then Cormier comes back. He's getting him in a clinch. He's, he's busting him up a little bit. So, and then he catches them. So it it's no secret. Stipe has dangerous hands. It, he can he can throw with the best of them. But he's also got a collegiate wrestling background. So he's he's more than capable on the ground, which I know that is Cormier's strength. But I think he just underestimated his ability. I didn't. I think he took him for granted. I don't think he went in there as serious as he should have. And I think he's going to come correct this next fight. I think he's going to be prepared. He's gonna he's not going to leave anything up to chance. Yeah, I'm going with Cormier, the only fighter in UFC history to defend titles in two weight divisions. Hey, if he wins it and they set up the fight for John Jones, and by some grace of God chance, Jones can get off the coke and uh, gets in there and yeah, fights quit with snorting him. coke with steroids. Yeah, and hitting pregnant women doing. and running hitting runs. Yeah. Uh, if he can beat John Jones, then you got to put him in the conversation as the best UFC fighter of all time. Yeah, um, Cormier. He only loses to John Jones, so <laughs> That's the until only one. he loses someone else, I'm picking to win all the other ones. If Jones can get clean and sober, he might lose that edge that he has over everybody. So. Yeah, right. If they don't let him do, if he's not all hyped up on blow, <laughs> you know, maybe Cormier <laughs> can knock him out. <laughs> all right, so the next fight on this card that we like is, I mean, I say we like. it. it this one's tough to pick. This is essentially, this is a pick em. Pettis versus Diaz. Both of them, from what I saw, are minus 115. This is a hard fight to pick. This, In my opinion, this is a toss-up. I mean, there's nothing you can really do to analyze, from from my perspective at least, to analyze to pick a winner here. I think Pettis is dangerous on the feet, but Diaz likes to get punched in his mouth. <laughs> Diaz doesn't start fighting until he gets hit, and then he gets all punch drunk, and he's going to just he's gonna keep telling you, come on, keep hitting me. Yeah, you got um, Nate Diaz, 
awkward style boxing. Unorthodox. Yeah, he throws a lot of um, punches that are deceptive, in my opinion. He's um, the toughest guy in the sport. You got to name him the toughest guy in the sport. Yeah, Pettis, on the other hand, has soft hands. Brittle hands, Pettis. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and Nate Diaz has a head hard as a damn brick <laughs> simple as that so, um, so both of these guys are black belts in jiu-jitsu if yep. i'm not mistaken i know diaz is diaz i know is. anthony pettis is a very good um defensive fighter on his back in terms of jiu-jitsu so yeah so in regards to pettis i put money on pettis when he fought tony ferguson and he absolutely rocked him should have got the finish but he broke his hand on his head and could not hammer fist his way to a uh to a win yeah i mean i think i think ds head could be harder than ferguson yeah so. i don't know tony ferguson has got a hard <laughs> motherfucking head but i i don't know this 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 one's hard to pick i i would probably i'm gonna take diaz i think i'm going diaz just because and i, I love pettis i love that exciting style tornado kicks off the damn cage like i love to watch it but I don't know. That's why this it's is It's going to be a close fight. Yep. A very interesting fight to tune into. I'm very excited for this card because out of the past few cards, other than the main events, the fights haven't been that um, significant in my opinion. Yeah, nothing to write home about. All right. Well, you got any more that you want to talk about? Yeah, there's another fight. Um, Yoel Romero, the Cuban Missile Crisis versus uh, Paulo R- Costa and um I do like Romero I just don't, I don't know, I don't know that enough. much about Costa I'm gonna be honest me too um I know Romero's got muscles he's got more muscles in his head than most of you people got, got your entire on body. His muscles yeah he's got muscles on muscles muscles on his eyeballs right <laughs> um he's strong and he hits hard I thought in the rematch with Robert Whitaker I thought Romero won that fight. But the decision went to Whitaker. Romero came in overweight in that fight, so it wasn't for the championship. But, um, yeah, I think Romero's very good, and he's um, he's also deceptive with his power shots. He picks them wisely. So you're taking Romero there? Yeah, I, I would pick Romero, but, you know, it's um, minus 170. I think that's decent odds. I think Romero's going to win the fight. You think it'll be – so you think he's winning it pretty handily. He, it's going to – Yeah, and I think there needs to be a, a – Let's. Uh, you got Adesanya and um, Robert Whitaker. They'll, they'll be fighting later on for the middleweight title. I, I think if Whitaker wins that fight, we have to see a, a – third fight between Romero because I, I, I thought he honestly won a, a second I don't think fight. he's winning that fight though I like the last style bender that that man is good yeah I think he's good but I think he talks um he's one of those guys that I think talks is over a little bit overhyped yeah we'll see how he fights um he's still he's still young he ha- he's still and he hasn't he's not that good of a finisher in my opinion um yeah well, he won some decision fights, but uh, I like him. I like his style. I like Whitaker's people who talk the talk good. and walk the walk. So we'll see how that fight goes. I don't know what those odds are yet, but we'll get there when we get there. All right. Well, with that being said, that'll wrap up our first ever podcast for Big Easy Bets. I want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter, obviously, at Big Easy Bets. We are going to be on SoundCloud. 
We're going to be on iTunes, Spotify, et cetera. You name it. You'll be able to find us. It'll be easy. I just want to let everybody know we've been uh, we've been putting a lot of time into this. We've been uh, really trying to make this sound like we're not sitting in our kitchen with not enough microphones like some other people might be. So, all right, guys, y'all have a good one. We'll be back next week. The Saints, we marching in this year. We hit a win. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Baby boy, the prince. The trainer of the best can't stop us this year. Stand up, we undefeated again. This is the way we live. Can't do that, dude. You can't be these things. Hold on to the test.